1: Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm Laura. And we're here to talk openly and honestly about miscarriage, stillbirth and all pregnancy loss. We aim to smash the taboo surrounding these subjects and rebuild the topic
0: in a way to support and educate women rather than isolate and shame them. Welcome to the worst girl gang ever. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the worst girl gang ever. We're um, doing things a bit differently today, aren't we Bex? We are. Yeah. So um, rewind back to series, I can't remember what it was, another series. We did a little episode for family and friends talking a little bit about how they might be able to help someone going through baby loss, things to say, things not to say, sort of suggestions and hints and tips to try and help everyone navigate it a little bit easier. Um, But today we are very lucky to be joined in our virtual studio by Jen and Gabby, who are sisters of one of our gang members. So we're going to have a chat to these guys about how they have muddled through <laughs> one of the girls it's georgie muddled through georgie's loss of harper last year so thank you so much for coming to our virtual studio no mm. thank you for having us it's great That's to cool. have you it's really special because georgie is one of our one of our crew who help us out with the um the facebook support groups mm. and um, she's become a very dear friend of ours we were just Blowing smoke up her bum, as Jack said <laughs> before we came on air.
2: Showering her with praise because yes. she's not here, yeah. so she's somewhere dying of phoma. She's she absolutely dying of with FOMA.
1: Is, um, Showering her with praise is probably a nicer thing to say than blowing smoke up her ass. Oh well. Well,
0: it's you know, same,
1: same, thing. Both same, same. Yeah. same thing.
0: Same
1: <laughs> <different.
0: Any> <laughs> Yeah. <get>, that's great. <laughs> and so, yeah, she's spoken a bit about you guys in the past and um how you know the support that you've been able to give her. but also the other side of it is that the person who loses the baby is not the only person who is grieving, right? Mm-hmm. So um it's I think it's it was George's suggestion to do this, and I think it's a really good idea.
1: First of all, Jen, can I ask you, how um, can you can you just explain to us a bit about did you know about the pregnancy? You know, to talk us through Georgie's pregnancy um, as you experienced it.
2: Sure. So, um, well, Gab's found out a few hours before I did that um, that Harper existed. It was actually a, a lot earlier than in the pregnancy that I think most folks. She had a bit of um, trouble with some some pain and some bleeding Um, early on. She didn't realise she was pregnant. Um, Obviously, you can... um, In fact, Gabs, why don't you tell this part of the story? Because you were right there with her at the time, weren't you?
3: Yeah. um, It was funny. I think we'd gone swimming or something. And I remember playfully flicking one of her nipples <laughs> <laughs> of
1: course it does when you're swimming.
3: <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> he pissing pissing about but um and then like her nipples like were really really sore and there was like loads of stuff like that and lots of sort of just not feeling 100% well and so so we were sat on sat on the bed and um we're just like, George, okay, w- I need to call 111. Like, I'm not entirely happy with what's going on. It was the weekend, so it's like, and then she's like, oh, okay, um, I might need to tell you something because they might ask questions. Um, and then she told me, and obviously, like it was, yeah, it was just a lot to take in because obviously, as you know, um, they'd only just come off the pill, and it was just so quick. Um You know, George had bought a period book because she's like, oh, I'm going to get in tune with my period. But that didn't happen. She went straight to being pregnant. And um, so, yeah, we called 111 and um, sort of went through it. Um, And then, yeah, that's sort of how it how it happened. And then I can't really remember who if George sort of started telling people from then.
2: Mm. I I was on the way up to um, it was the day before my birthday. I'd had an absolute corker. Uh, for totally other reasons i had had a panic attack at lloyd's pharmacy car park it was not a good day and i think i called both of them on the way up to this little retreat i was going to with my partner and i was having a moan about something completely irrelevant and the whole time they knew about this thing and they're just looking back i wish you told me to shut up (laughs) but they um yeah they they George sort of we put her on loudspeaker and she told myself and my partner. I think it was difficult for her because it wasn't the way she wanted to tell us. It was mm. it was because she was she was ill. Um, she then she waited a while to tell others. I think she started telling immediate family a little sooner, and then um, sort of our, our wider family at the um, the twelve week mark, which is obviously as we are sort of culturally raised to understand it's the safety point it's like you're allowed to tell everyone because you know before that danger zone after that you're safe as houses we hadn't had anybody um in sort of our generation of younger people in our family experience a loss so we you know like I think most folks who go into that without having intimate understanding or or, you know a friend or a family member thinking that our 12 weeks we're safe now we're great it was um yeah it was something I hadn't had any experience of but my, my partner has a lot of friends who had experienced a lot of loss so it it was my first kind of inkling of maybe it won't go right but because we hadn't really experienced it firsthand before mm. you don't necessarily think of it and I think after the 12 weeks you think yeah we're, we're safe as houses yeah. now it's fine and when we found out a few weeks later that Harper died it was it was sort of it was world-ending
0: yeah Um, yeah you never think it's going to happen to you guys do you
2: no and it's almost I, I remember speaking to you Gabs about this in the first couple of weeks after learning that Harper existed that I was very um quite a literal person so I was quite literal with my language in that you know I would say if the pregnancy is successful you know I'm excited to be an aunt like yeah you know hopefully. When the baby, you know, hopefully, if the baby is born, diddly dee. Because I was trying to be sort of touch wood, not not to tempt mm-hmm. fate. And I think you said, Gabs, like, there's maybe no need to do that. I'm sure Georgina's already aware. There's the potential it might not happen. So I, I remember making a decision, like, yeah, we'll we'll talk about them at the time in, in present terms, and it will, you know, it's not like I'm going to tempt fate. That's not really how it works. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. It know. was like,
1: yeah you went from kind of if to when
2: yes the 12 week mark when it was a really it was a very beautiful day it was um she george might have told you they they printed out um celebratory wine bottles champagne bottles with the the news that that they were expecting and they sort of presented it during a family party and everyone was really excited it was it was in imp- I felt it was very important for George particularly because she didn't get to do that with us. She had to tell us about mm-hmm. Harper under difficult circumstances. So here she was having that moment mm-hmm. that, you know, that I think everybody dreams of who, you know, somebody who wants to have a child and it was it strange to, you know, a few weeks later, it was, um yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was a very intense time. I look back and it's, it was, it's, Recently, I think a year since we discovered that Harper existed, it feels like ten.
0: Yeah, because you guys went away, didn't you, recently to Harper's Lake?
2: Yeah, my my partner and I went up to Scotland to see Gabs um, for a few days. That was lovely. And then um, it was the 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 day I we found out that Harper existed. The day before my birthday, we were at Loch Lomond, which is where Harper's ashes are spread. Hmm. Um, it's it was a, a very special place. It was uh, we were there as a family um i think a week or two gabs before she told everybody
3: yeah because we've got um we've got photographs and i'm just like i treasure those photographs as much as george does um that was that that was kind of her only you know space for those photographs i don't think that there was you know she's you know holding a tummy and you know we took pictures that were like that and they're not like that because we didn't want to post on social media and you know, so it was, and I've got pictures, you know, I remember taking pictures of her and Matt and Juniper and and Harper, like yeah. family, a family portrait sort of thing. Um,
2: Juniper's a little dog, by the way. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, know. Yes. oh we
3: know Juniper. <laughs> but, but I guess the people listening don't, so yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and then, so you talk about that as, as being a few weeks, you, you talk about having knowing about Harper as being a few weeks before you found out what had happened. And mm. Gavs, talk us through that talk us through the the phone call. was it a phone call was it in person what yeah. you know what happened yeah um I got a phone
3: call in this room actually um at, I think it would have been like 10 o'clock or something it was really late um Jen called me um it was it was Jen's partner actually that paid for this second scan um
2: it was her idea
3: yeah, because the first, the first scan she had wasn't very good. The um, The lady was really not very nice and it wasn't a very good experience. So um, Amelia, I think for George's birthday. Um, That's
2: my partner, Amelia.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. got her this scan. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think my experience was that I thought that everything was going to be fine and I didn't really think much about the possibilities that it wouldn't be fine. Um, And I was, I was a little anxious all day just because I knew she was having this scan. Um, And, you know, getting this phone call was, it's just one of those, those things that you dread. Um, You know, you've had them in the past for various different things and yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking and I just, panicked and all I wanted to do was like be with George and it's so hard because you you just want to wrap them up mm. and just absorb all the pain and just do anything to just to fix it. But there's nothing you can do obviously but like that, that's all I wanted to do. So I, you know hopped on a train the next morning um because I'm in Glasgow and um, headed back down to leak. Um, and I don't really remember what I did to be honest a lot of that time for me I can't really remember a lot of it um and it was just very painful um and I think with George I do remember her being quite um I don't know what the word is she was very closed off I think because I she, think
2: she was she was deep in shock as well yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: and as you say, like, you know, when, when something like this happens, you just want to be there, you want to be the hero, you want to make everything better and you want to do this and that. And, you know, okay, well, I'm going to get her nice treats and I'm going to do this really sweet thing and that's going to fix everything. But of course it doesn't. But I think being there, I think helped. Um, Definitely. Definitely. We always talk about the fact that you can't make it
0: better but what you can do is just show that person that you are there for them and if that comes in the form of treats bonus (laughs) you know if that's just you know text messages phone calls just that constant reassurance that you love them and that that you are there for them
1: and can I ask either of you like did do you feel retrospectively that you said anything invalidating were you conscious that you must be validating or or did you kind of know, not know what to say and need guidance with with what to say? Or did it not even cross your mind that you might come across as invalidating?
2: So I felt um, I felt relatively confident that I could speak about it. I've been a Samaritan volunteer in the past. And as part of my job, I used to work at a, a big charity. I would talk to people who would experience loss of an immediate family member or, or partner, or that they themselves were living with a terminal illness. Just as part of my profession, and not that I went into like Samaritan's mode talking to Georgina, but it, it's, I think it's one of those things that I find not easy, but I found I find myself able to do it. I think immediately I started sort of reading about these things. Um, my partner was very helpful. She's had a, a very good friend of hers go through. I think it's up to um, five, or, five or six um, losses. Um, early and in the middle of the pregnancy so it was helpful to learn about that you know it's but it was also you know it was a learning experience for us all there's the the abject deep mortal terror that as Gabriella said you know that was my younger sister was in pain and all I wanted to do was 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 take that away but having had um I think, well, I I lost a good friend in my mid-twenties and that was very hard. And I think that gave me an understanding of like, you can't try and take it away. And the first, one of the most important things is to be able to talk about the person that's gone. I think that's Mm -hmm. something I learned at my experience with the Terminal Illness Charity. It's, I just remember these stories of people telling them that, you know, they'd come across people walking down the street, a friend or somebody, and they'd the friend would cross the street because they didn't want to speak to them because they didn't want to say the wrong thing
3: mm-hmm. and it's
2: always better to say something than nothing and I think that's something yes. I've, I've carried myself through that I think there is a you know there is a, f- a fear that maybe you say the wrong thing but the, the worst you can do is pretend it's not happening I think it's just something Georgina has always said especially in the first few months when it was that you know she was she was sort of <laughs> She was raw dogging life. She was just going through like, I got through another day. I'm still alive. Okay. it was a surprise to me that you don't need to worry about mentioning like, I'm so sorry. I've just heard about what happened to you. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm thinking of you and just want you to know that. It's not going to be that she's got her mind somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Oh, you just remind me about my dead baby. And I was having a great day. It's like, no, no, no no Harper's always there I'm always thinking about my dead baby please you know don't feel that you you can't bring her up
1: but Gabby how did you support Matthew did you think about that straight away or did you was your main focus on Georgie and do you feel like again retrospectively that he may have been pushed to the side a bit
3: um yeah I'm just trying to remember to be honest um I think for me I, in comparison to Jen, um I felt quite um, I didn't feel quite as good at supporting as perhaps Genevieve was. Um just in terms of her, you know, as she says, you know, she's um worked for the Samaritans and her job is to speak to people daily. And um, and I I think I was kind of intimidated by how well she was able to talk about things and deal with things um and I was because she's so good at it she's so good at talking and she's so good at putting herself out there and being so emotionally vulnerable and I think I, I struggled in comparison I think personally um but in terms of Matt I think Matt as a person who's always been quite sort of um closed off um I had this really beautiful conversation with him recently, actually, where he was, he's going through lots of different counselling and therapy. And I do see like this growth in him, but I think at the time, you know, this is my, you know, my big sister and she's driven miles and miles and miles just to, to check up on me. And she's been so, she's been a wonderful sister and I was just panicked and I think I was just focused on her to be honest um and I, I can't yeah I think I I think I wrote a letter or a card at one point um and but I think yeah my my focus was on George and I think Matt's focus was on George to be honest and yeah, yeah sure. it's
0: often the case isn't it I think
3: writing can be
0: easier because you can you can think about if you don't really know what you're saying and you feel a bit nervous about saying something, then writing it down can be really lovely yeah, can and,
3: and I did a lot of googling as well. um you know when when my partner lost his mom, I did a lot of googling then you know I just you what to say, how to support, what's the best thing to do. And there is a lot of resources if you if you look for them.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: on and obviously you guys have got a tremendous amount of resources and I've learned so much
0: mm-hmm.
3: from George, you know, from posting. And you know, she's she has taught us how how to how ha- to support someone <laughs> through this. Classic yeah. Georgina. Like, I think it's great when people
0: can can tell you what they need from you because that Mm. obviously is a is a bit of a head start isn't it Mm. Um, often people don't have a clue what they need and um, that can be really difficult
2: I think that that was when Georgina was in the the early days I mean it was everybody was flying blind and we were we weren't really able to help she she made a, a brilliant friend called Sarah in the early days she just come back from the hospital she just found out that this she was going to have to give birth to Harper she had an experience where she spoke to the doctor it was only halfway through the conversation that it was made clear to her that you were actually going to have to give birth Mm -hmm. I think if you don't know about it you think oh you just will it not just be an operation like no you're Mm -hmm. you're going to give birth and she just didn't know what to expect and she contacted a Facebook group and and her now very close friend Sarah talked her through every step Sarah unfortunately had just gone through the same thing in the same space. So she was like Georgina, her first instinct is to turn around and help the person behind who's coming, who's coming up to the same experience. Like, let me, you know, let me be the support that wasn't necessarily there for me. And um I think that that was a, a huge help to Georgina. And I'm I'm so grateful for that. I think in the meantime, we were just trying to trying to sort of keep her alive whilst trying to respect her needs I mean she didn't want to be touched we didn't really hug I think we hugged for about two solid minutes the first time the three of us were in the same room then we didn't really touch for the next two weeks because she just wasn't 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 something she was able to do my partner and I made like a week's worth of meals and just dropped them round, and they just, just to shove in the freezer and just to throw in the microwave so that they could just kept you know keep eating and um I'd dropped out the call. I don't know if you'd spoke about the day that Harper was um that they go Georgina gave birth to Harper. Um she'd taken the um she'd taken the the pills that had that were going to induce she was waiting at home. They were going to go into the hospital and she wanted to keep this incredible energy up and like Gab's, you probably mem- remember this as well. It was, it was a morning, and they had a shared Spotify playlist, and they were adding songs, and they wanted, they invited a immediate family to add songs that were, you know, upbeat and beautiful and cathartic, and oh, that's lovely. That because Georgina wanted to keep the energy up because mm-hmm. her friend Sarah had had suggested to her the idea that you know you can give you can give birth and have a positive birth experience even though you know, your baby isn't alive anymore,
0: yeah. she
2: she decided that she wanted to be able to to gift this experience to her daughter of mm-hmm. coming into the world with positivity and, and not false positivity, you know, not like, you know, toxic yeah. positivity, like everything's fine. Yeah. It was the, you know, the kind, like at the end of a funeral, you sometimes you know, I think the, the the hardest I've laughed sometimes have been at funerals because you're just on the edge of tears.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's that
2: chaotic line between, am I going to cry or am I going to like, um, you know, just 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 laugh and smile. And it was a bright day, and my partner and I put the Spotify on the TV, and we were all adding things. It was the whole family. It was like my aunt and uncle as well. It was a really beautiful way for us to show how we were to to send them good vibes quite literally
1: mm.
2: and we still have this playlist we all still listen to it it's Harper's playlist because you know Georgina needed that that support it was a it was a really beautiful way that she she gave us to to be a part of of the day and to be a part of our niece's life mm. and and the you know her coming into the world even though we were you know we were far away we were she was at the hospital at that point and then um I I actually I met Harper. My my partner and I had gone up to um Hen Cloud. It's it's a it's a rock formation just outside our town in just the edge of the peak district. It's called the Roaches. And it's um I, I go there sometimes just to sort of because it's a very special place. You're very close to the sky.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's this, you know, the 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 peak district just falls away around you and you just feel like you could reach up and touch a cloud and we'd taken both dogs up there. And I got a video call from Matt and Georgina, and they were introducing us to Harper. So we were standing there in this incredible, you know, just blue vista with this this sunshine that's just pouring down. And you know, she turned the camera to to show to show us the baby and was like, This is Harper. And it was um like it's so visceral, as you can probably tell. Mm. (laughs) That was the first time I, I met her, and it was she wasn't alive, and it was it was sad, but it was also. I, you know, I was meeting my my niece for the first time. This yeah. is the firstborn in our family. It was um, it felt almost holy. It was an incredible moment that I'll I'll never forget. And I've said t- to Georgina before, and it's classic Georgina because even throughout going through the worst thing she's ever had to experience, she was thinking about other people, and she gave us the gift of being able to have that positivity mixed in with the deep deep sorrow
3: yeah
2: I was able to enjoy this day of meeting my niece for the first time because Georgina had 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 given that to us and it was just a testament to to who she and Matt are as well as people but it was something I'll never I'll never forget
1: that's so that's so beautiful and I think that knowing Georgie as I do, it's she, she. It, that is such such a Georgie thing to do, and and actually, I imagine that taking back that control of the situation because there is basically no control over yeah. the whole. Shit show. Absolutely, taking back that limited amount of control and making the birth, as you say, a positive experience and involving your the people that you love most in the world to create this beautiful playlist, Mm -hmm. giving birth to your beautiful. You know, your child doesn't become less beautiful to you because they're no longer alive. Mm -hmm. And doing that is actually, I imagine, that was quite an empowering thing to do. Yeah, or that for them as a couple, but also, as you say, Jen, like giving you guys that insight into this. This is no. Harper was no less your niece because she had died already. Exactly. Every bit of part of, and still is every bit of part of your family. And to be able to recognise that and celebrate that almost is, mm-hmm. is actually a really beautiful thing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you remember Do you remember meeting her, Gabs?
1: Um,
3: yeah, again, I've got a very annoying relationship with with death and processing things and i really yeah. struggle i really struggle with it um but i do remember i sent her um a few stories um so one thing to know about me is that i wore winnie the pooh ears um from about the age, from about the womb out until about the age <laughs> of 10 every single day Sorry,
1: Winnie the pooh ears. like yeah. not even the most not even the most cheap characteristic of
3: no of no but um but you, so, yeah, okay. so um I yeah I sent her some of these um little Winnie the Pooh stories um uh some of the AML and um she she read them out to Harper and um I think it was it was a YouTube video actually and it was sort of reading it out with the music and everything and um, that was really special for me um, mm. to sort of give that along, and it was such. I didn't realise until sort of listening to it and thinking about it, just how um, how affect like how how it linked to the situation so well. Um, but all I can say about George is just, you know, that all this happened so quickly. You yeah. Know? She found out, and um, you know, she only had a few days to prepare. You know, we were running around getting candles, and you know, getting like all the all the things, and all the you know, her, her friends were getting all the pads and everything, so we were rushing around But you know, George, George made sure that there was time for everything, and she she fully immersed herself. She fully prepared. You know, as Jen said, you know, she gave us this opportunity to meet Harper and, you know, asking if there's anything that we'd like to give to her and say to her. And and I, I just, I admire Georgina so much for just embracing that, that horrendous experience and, and making it her own and taking control of it and mm-hmm. defining her own story and her own narrative of it yeah I mean she wouldn't wouldn't be any other way would she no no she's like that she she will you know she will just embrace something and she will make the absolute most of it and yeah I was just I was just incredible I knew, obviously I know I know her I know how wonderful she is but I was so blown away by how she handled that whole thing and you know the the playlist was so special, and I I listen to it all the time. Yeah, you know it's it's got some bangers on there so. a bit. Um, I,
2: I think I just want to add to that as well, Gabs. Like I think it's also we're appreciating that experience as as sisters. But I think just however whatever gets you through the night, what we I don't think we're saying is that you somebody who's going through this has to do that. You mm-hmm. have to cater to your family's mm-hmm. needs. Make sure you involve yeah. them. Like i would you know if georgie if all georgina needed to do really all she need, really needed to do was look after herself and get herself through mm-hmm. uh, through minute by minute hour by hour through the day and if all if all somebody is doing is is surviving or and surviving whilst feeling like they really really don't want to be here anymore mm-hmm. i think power to them there's no one way to go through this there's no wrong way to go through this i think as well however however Georgina had plotted that that you know that survival journey would have been the right one because she would be the one at the helm and, and with Matthew as well his experience too it's it's just yeah there's there's no wrong way to do it
0: yeah. no definitely and
1: Gabby not. you quite bravely said Jen you would it was when you dropped off the call but you quite bravely said that you felt intimidated by Jen's natural ability to to deal with the grief and to deal with Georgie's deep Mm -hmm. trauma Um, and I think to be honest with you that is definitely the more common feelings when when we talk to people about how supportive their family are and stuff there's almost a fear of saying the wrong thing or 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 not saying the right thing or you know that that whole invalidating thing Mm -hmm. so was that how you felt did you feel nervous in how you offered Georgie and, and Matt that support?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because this is the person I care about most in the world. So it was this warring battle in my head of knowing that the best thing in the world is to say something and to acknowledge it, but desperately not wanting to say the wrong thing and not wanting to upset. And, you know, and George, George is very clear about, you know, what, how she wants people to talk about it, and I felt like if I'd said the wrong thing, I would have really disappointed her. Mm. And as I said, you know, Jen was so was so naturally good at it, and I was thinking, well, if Jen gets it right and I don't, then that means that I'm I'm not a good support, and you know, I could have done better, and you know is literally the last thing in the world i wanted to do was to upset her so that kind of conflicting mm. feeling inside was really difficult um and i can I, imagine
1: that 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 could have made you withdraw from yeah. the situation and i mean did it um i i mean i felt like i did
3: but george george doesn't um you I know. would agree with that. You
2: were a fantastic support, Gabs. I,
3: I think yeah, and George probably knows what you're like,
0: where your strengths lie, and and how difficult you would have found it as well.
2: Speaking of which, Gabriella is incredibly like creative and thoughtful. I'm quite um I get a little bit worried that I'm not as good at, you know, the the gifts, the the you know, the gestures, the the ideas that, that you have, Gabs, to that you manage to kind of like concentrate the love and the message in these in incredible gestures and gifts. Sometimes I feel like, well, anybody just blab. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's these like deeply thoughtful yeah. presents where you like hand make stuff and you, you think of the, the most perfect way to, to phrase something or to, or to say it in a, in, in, in something that people can hold in their hands and like treasure.
3: Yeah. And, the so it, and, the and we're a team,
2: we're a team that way.
3: Yeah. yeah I did I did actually write um I wrote a poem for her um but I one experience I had um I might get a little emotional mm. um but we it was the day before um George gave birth to Harper I think it was the day before and we went to this baby shop and it was full of these new parents um buying all these gifts um and here I am with my mum trying to find something to give to my um, my niece. And we find um we find this raccoon toy in this very small shop. Mm. It's hardly got anything in it. And we find this raccoon toy. And anyone that knows George will know that Harper is synonymous with raccoons because of one of the scans looked just like a little raccoon.
2: The little sonogram it does look like a little cartoon yeah. raccoon
3: um so yeah we we waiting in this queue and all these you know babble of you know young couples and I get to the to the till and I just burst into tears mm. um but the woman was so kind um and she sort of you know I think basically gave it to us for free and we just <laughs> giving these hugs and oh you know it was it, it was it was, it was a really um, bittersweet moment. Um, But again, I'm just, you just kind of grasping at straws being like, what is it that I can do? How do I make this special? How do I make George feel better? Um, And I think it's just the token, just those, those tiny tokens, whether it's buying something or saying something or, you know, sending it, a, a gif or something you know yeah.
1: um, just acknowledging
0: that's um, it it is acknowledgement is so important yeah mm. so important and
1: how during this loss i mean obviously the loss for for matthew and georgina was absolutely huge and devastating but it was a loss within your family as a whole as well so how did you support yourselves through it or or did you support yourselves through it
2: um, I I would say I probably didn't super effectively support myself through it. I've got a um incredibly caring and supportive partner and I think she was one of the, the first people that sort of would give me a nudge if I wasn't properly looking after myself. I think this Go is on on Amelia. <laughs> no, she's incredible, but I think this is something the three of us, my sisters and I all share of the I think it's quite common and a lot of people who were socialized as women and girls that you care for somebody else before you sort yourself out
3: mm-hmm. and
2: i think i slipped into old habits of trying to look after georgina and thinking about her experience and you know dropping matter text and trying to trying to talk to relatives about it so that they could get on the same page and in that thinking oh i'm dealing with my grief because you know i'm doing stuff and i'm helping and it's I remember almost thinking as well, if I would let myself get upset, I'd feel, like, selfish or, like, wrong. Like, I'm not the one going through this. Like, why are you crying?
1: Like They're like, rein it in.
2: Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, just almost getting, I think, some of that internalised um, misunderstandings around loss of babies when they haven't come to full term, you know, Uh, Second trimester loss, that whole, like, Georgina's allowed to cry about this, but you're not allowed to cry about this because it's not that big of a deal Mm. in terms of myself, but I could recognize that it was a big deal for Matt and Georgina. It was that disconnect, and it was, for me, um, uh, I I re-entered therapy. That was helpful, writing about it as well. I think just understanding and letting myself, like, Fully feel it sometimes, and you know, it's all the classic stuff of just crying at random points and
1: getting really. Am I, I allowed to swear on this? Oh my God! If you you've never listened to the podcast before, then <laughs> no, I, I I've listened to a few and ra- mate <laughs>
2: Getting really really fucking and angry that this yeah. has happened, and just um yeah, it was a it was actually it was quite a difficult one. Um, even though, like as I say, Georgina gave us this gift of of being able to to feel close to and mourn Harper. Um, it was, yeah, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced.
0: Hopefully, you never experience it again.
2: Hopefully not. But then, I think this is something that I'm sure Gabs can attest to. Is you know, if if Georgina were to um, become pregnant again. One of the things I'm so fucking furious about is that she's robbed of that experience of, 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 she's a, she is in a lot of ways a completely different person and she's the first person to say it, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that young woman who experienced the first, you know, however however many weeks of knowing she was pregnant and having the idea that maybe something will go wrong as a kind of a standard worry. And now it's, it's going to be a completely different experience as I think it is for anybody who, uh, is it's trying to conceive, or is or is is carrying after a loss? She'll never get that back. That kind no. of blind optimism.
0: Mm, no, it, it is. You're right. It's you are. You do feel like you're robbed, absolutely robbed of it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you both about um, because it that was back in October last year that Harper died. So mm. I know that Georgie's been uh quite apprehensive about the year rolling around um and this time last year she knew she was pregnant didn't she she just found out yeah so it's like all of those anniversaries are, are starting and um I wonder almost almost a year on how how do you feel um with being able to to support her do you do you feel like it comes more naturally now for you Gabs but also um, have you got any advice for other people who are close to someone who's lost a baby about I mean with like bringing up the topic and saying yeah. her name and uh, really making Harper a part of of your lives is, has that is that something that you felt has been difficult at times sorry that was a lot of
3: questions at once no. <laughs> what do you think Gabs um yeah it's hard I as I say I struggle to to bring it up to to know the right thing to say but I think I need to have faith in Georgina that she's not gonna be offended or she's not gonna take things the wrong way because I think for a long time we struggled with communication just generally as as sisters and we Is we've put a lot of work into that communication and if there is something that's um that's taken the wrong way or that I something I said that was insensitive or invalidating I have to have faith that she can she'll bring that up with me and she'll say and and of course I would never be like oh well you know I would never be funny about it because at the end of the day all I want is for her to be happy and for us to be on the same page and um I did have I think I struggle with being far away um I'm about four or five hours away and one of the things I really struggled with was not being there because um I'm I I think I I I show my support with like presence and just being there and sort of phone calls i'm not great at phone calls and it's it's so hard to talk about those difficult things on phone calls so when i did come back and george picked me up from the station we had a we had a really nice talk and i was asking her about it and i was very nervous about talking to her about it um but it was a really really nice conversation and i felt very vulnerable um asking some of the questions but again i just had faith that it would be it would be fine and it was and I felt a lot closer to her and I felt a lot more comfortable in the situation um I think that would be my advice is just have faith in your relationship you know you can always talk it out you can always you know because if people disagree or there's you're not on the same page that's okay Mm. no and sometimes there needs to be a bit of growth in in different directions and you know as long as you love each other and you care about each other that's going to happen and you know my advice for anything especially this is just keep talking yeah that is yeah. good advice
1: I you're, think very, that's you're very good it. at
2: that with gab's you Gabriella is the, usually the one to encourage us to have those conversations
1: it is hard isn't it to when you when you're so worried about putting your foot in it mm. It, it does make you clam up because you become worried about making things worse right. and I think that is the most important thing here is just to be vulnerable as you say Gabs like to say to someone I'm really sorry I, I, I want to talk to you about this but I really don't want to fuck it up and I really don't want to hurt you but I'm really thinking of you and I I'm here for you, is so much better than not saying anything at all. Absolutely. Crossing the road away from you. And, and it's so invalidating because what you're saying with your behaviour is your baby wasn't important enough to me. For me to yeah. feel For me to overcome yeah. this awkward part of my life. And, and that is a really, really difficult thing to take. And we've spoken to so many women and couples who have lost friendships because... Mm-hmm. They had that these people in their lives haven't known what to yeah. say, so they haven't said anything. Yeah, I think like, really, if you obviously, Jen, that comes very naturally to you, and that's brilliant. And you must have been a a, a powerhouse for, for Georgina. But fair play, Gabs, for for um, you know, for being that vulnerable person and and admitting and asking what how to how to support. And I think that's so important for family members to do because support will look the correct support will look different for, mm. for every person that goes through this as well. What some people might find incredibly helpful, like touch. Mm. I just wanted to be held. You know, I yeah. just wanted that physical touch of being looked after. But but as you say, Georgina didn't want that. And mm. I think that's a really interesting contrast because you really do need to take it from the person who's suffering, yeah. don't you? And then amend your behavior around that. Yeah. absolutely.
3: And we, and we just sort of, we just saw Georgina. We took in exactly what she she was asking or what she was implying that she needed, and we just yeah. went with it. And you know, she wasn't crying, so we weren't crying. You know? Yeah, that's that's and a big one. She was being very casual and you know talking about normal things. So so were we. Mm. You know, and she wanted, you know, for Harper's birth, she wanted happy music. So we gave her happy music, mm. and following that you know, the period of grief that followed. She she wanted sad music. She made another playlist and we gave her sad music sort of thing. So as and you know, as you say, people deal with things very differently, but I think you you have to take their lead. And that's you know, that's what we did as as much as we could. And we were very lucky that George was very you know vocal and demonstrative about what it is that she needed um but a, another piece of advice is just to ask you know again it's it's because it's not it's not everywhere it's not on tvs it's not it's not in books people don't know what what to do so they
1: don't do anything um it is in in one book i can think I know, of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of a book yes <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you're you're so right there, and I think that the key is to ask, isn't it? And but I also think, like Jen, what you were saying earlier about how and you and your partner went around with a load like seven days worth of frozen meals. I had that done for me, and it was something that I would never probably think to ask for because I wouldn't want yeah. anyone out. You know, I wouldn't yeah. say, actually, can you cook me meals for the next seven days? Mm. But it, I, we we chuck them in the freezer, and even like six weeks later, we had one because we had a really shit day. And we just didn't want to have to think about that. And I think that cooking and looking after yourself from a, from a nutritional point of view, you know, looking after your health. Absolutely. Is yeah, really important one. And you can very easily go down the road of drinking too much, eating shit food. Take and away. then suddenly it, and that, when you don't look after yourself physically, mm-hmm. it just adds to, yeah. to your all, all around poor health, doesn't it? Yeah. So that I think that for anyone who's listening that thinks, oh, fuck, I don't really know what to do, get that Delia Smith out book. Out book? <laughs> get that Delia Smith book out. <laughs> yeah,
2: man. Slow cooker. We just like, we made a huge oh. doll, uh, loads of pasta bake. It was also, it was very helpful for us because this was day a day or two after it happened when we spent half a day in the kitchen and you felt like you were doing something. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. just off the back of what Gabs was saying about um, advice, and I'm sort of challenging Georgina here. I think Bex, you might have, have said it or, or, or Laura, say, say her name. <laughs> like, mm. say, say the baby's name. If you know what the baby's name is, say it. Um, if you're referring to the baby, you know, to the person who's given birth or the partner, you know, mention it. It's not just because she's, she's died doesn't mean you can't, you, you know. Mm. My, our sister was robbed of the experience of, of getting to, to shout Harper's name out in the playground and to mm-hmm. and to you know tell the doctor that that's what the baby's name is or to you know sign her up for a register at school. There's going to be far fewer instances where she gets to hear her baby's name than there should have been. So say their name, like check in with a text. Sometimes it is hard to know what to say. If you've got if you think that's um, you know there's an anniversary coming up. Like Gab said, send a GIF or just an emoji of a love heart or something. Mm. Georgina, Georgina uses the little broken heart, love heart emoji quite a lot when she's just not able to. We'll we'll just ping raccoon and sunshine yeah. emojis back at one oh. another because it's just our way of saying like, you know, we're thinking about her. She's she's real. <laughs> like she's, you know. Sometimes I'll I'll even tell Georgina. You know, I've really been thinking about her today. You know, she's been on my mind. And it's just, I think, from what Georgina's told me, the experience that some parents have is that they're going through this grief and nobody else is. And Mm -hmm. that it's after the first couple of weeks of the immediate carnage, you have that influx of messages and sympathies and then it sort of dries up. Mm-hmm. And then Georgina was in this like twilight zone of like, I'm waking up every day and wanting to die. Why is like everybody else getting on with things? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why are people expecting me to do this thing with my mouth called smiling? Mm-hmm. Like what is happening? So yeah, just sort of, I think, it, I think George found it very validating to just talking about, talking about her baby. And I think with like a, you know, the idea of it coming up to a year if you've got if you've got a friend or a family member who's gone through this, um it in, in our experience it's going to be on their mind anyway. You're mm. not going to ruin their day by dropping them a text. Mm. They're not going to be in the middle of like having a great time. And then your text is the thing that's reminded them. Mm. Especially on an anniversary, it's it's going to be all they can think about, presumably, not that I'd want to assume how people are thinking and feeling, but um little gestures and and you know, I'm quite, you know, we're vocal about, you know, we're aunties and like Harper is our niece and that can be quite validating as well. And, and just, um, but it is really, it is really hard. And I'd I'd also say, don't try not to beat yourself up too much. I think, I think trying is, is, is all you can do. You, you don't know if you're going to get it right, but it's, it's, it's enough that you're trying.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think as well with milestones and you know what would have been first birthday what would have been second birthday all that stuff even if you don't know the date it doesn't matter like don't be put off by yeah. sending a text if you don't know the exact date just a text around that time of year and saying oh I know that this time of year is a, a difficult time for yeah. you and I'm sending you so much love and it means so much it it really does there's one person in my life that has remembered that remembered in, and it wasn't my husband and that's fine because that's that's him and that's his journey and stuff but I can't tell you how much it it meant to me to receive a little message in the morning of the of the due date you know mm. a year later saying oh, I'm just thinking about you today and it's just it does mean a hell of a lot to know that your baby was real to more people than just you yeah I think that's it And yeah. and I imagine like you covered there Jen she was Harper was your niece you both of you you, your niece and to actually to hear your baby referred to as not just your baby but Mm -hmm. someone else is what they are so so your niece and it's Mm. incredibly validating Mm -hmm. because it just shows that you Mm -hmm. that you know that they existed that you know Harper existed as a baby as well as a dream and a and the most wonderful part of of Georgie's future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's also something Georgina's a bit worried about, you know, the idea that hopefully she would become pregnant and and have a baby that was alive, it would people be, you know, oh the firstborn, ah, oh, the you know, the firstborn mm-hmm. grandchild or firstborn child in the family. And the anxiety around that of like, it's not
0: they're not yeah you know did you see the um the Chrissy Teigen announcement a few days ago so Chrissy Teigen are pregnant they they lost lost the baby a a couple of years ago and all of the Mm. uh, news outlets have reported it as their third baby and everyone's Mm. in uproar because they're like no it's not it's their fourth baby
3: I'm glad Um, that there is uproar because I feel like not that long ago it it wouldn't have been challenged yeah Mm. like people like you two are empowering this silent these silent women you know that felt these things for that that they were the only people thinking that and being like oh They're up with it didn't they yeah absolutely and yeah now they they don't because they shouldn't you know
2: yeah we actually we had a, we had a relative um who messaged georgina around the time of the loss and it was this rather unexpectedly heartfelt message and I think Georgina sensed immediately that like, ah, okay, this is yeah. somebody who's gone through this actually. And we, I'd had no idea
1: and yeah. it turned out that she was correct.
2: And it was, um, it was just one of, it was, a, you know, it was very illustrative of the fact that nobody had any idea and yeah. because it wasn't necessarily, and maybe for that relative, it wasn't, they weren't comfortable sharing that. And it was something they did want to keep private, but it was, I think it, it Georgina said told me the other day it's it's one in four pregnancies that ends in mm-hmm. in loss it's not one in four like like happening to one or four people it's like instances of pregnancy and mm-hmm. it is happening all the time and it's sort of I think it's really really beautiful that that you're able to empower people to sort of experience naming the kid and and being able to grieve properly and like does it feel like your world is falling apart because you've lost a baby then you've you've lost a baby that's happening like you're you're allowed to experience the level of to expect the level of support Mm -hmm. that you that you feel that you need to because yeah your world has ended for a significant chunk of time that's totally valid
0: Mm -hmm. yeah oh we love validation don't we Bex talk about that a lot (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh, guys! It's been so so interesting to talk to you. Thank you so much. I think this will be such a hugely beneficial episode. Yeah, I wish everyone had sisters like you guys. I wish I had sisters. You're
2: very lucky. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: very lucky. Oh, well, Georgie is as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to chat to us. Yeah, it's been bloody lovely. Thank you.
2: It's nice just to be able to chat about Harper and to blow smoke
0: up Georgina's ass yeah she yeah. is gonna sob her way through listening to this <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> emotional trigger warning for Georgina specifically <laughs> yeah.
3: I was just oh. listening to Georgina's episode uh where she talks about being rodded. so this is oh, a- yeah. oh <laughs> that, yeah oh yeah I forgot that oh,
1: yeah Georgie's yeah the rodding yeah. yeah I remember yeah. that now that's one of the that was the pathway to recovery special mm. episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I enjoyed that a lot. yeah I just
2: like just very quickly I do want to thank you guys like from the from the bottom of our hearts for the, the support that you've offered our sister as well. I think it's
3: oh
1: well
2: Georgina's got two very close friends that she's made through loss and and I'm just so pleased that she's found a community of people to to be able to offer her the support that that we can't and that's okay that we can't because there's mm. folks like you guys who were there to be like Sometimes you need to talk to somebody who knows what you're feeling or has experienced what similarly what you have. I think it's yeah. sacred. So Thank
0: it's so you so important much to find your tribe. But she's you know she's she's just as supportive to us, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Oh, thank
0: thank you, you so much. Oh,
3: no, it's been it's been lovely to speak to you both, and as, echoing what Jen said, um, it's you know it's been transformative for George, and especially channeling her pain into something positive to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what, I don't know what her journey would have looked like without, um without the worst girl gang ever. But yeah. I awesome. think.
1: Thanks and
3: so
0: on that much, note, that's a good <laughs> way to end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so it's much. Right. Keep in touch, won't you? Now we've got a WhatsApp yeah. group, we can chat all the time. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I think we should kick Georgina out. Yeah, she yeah. should get proper FOMO. She <laughs> imploded.
0: Okay, guys, lots of love and um, yeah, all the best.
2: You too. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And please, please, when you have a second, rate us, review us, and share us. And let's get this taboo smashed. See you next week.